Welcome to The Connection. A podcast to connect you to the parish of Yates and Froomside Benefice. My name is Howell. And I'm Justin. We are your hosts sharing with you the connection between faith and everyday living. So welcome to this week's episode of The Connection. Yeah, and this week we're continuing our Bible in film series where we're talking about one of my favourite Disney films. We're talking about Wally. 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 And now why is that one of your favourite Disney films, Hal? Uh, I think it's been, well, for two reasons. We're talking about it because it's the, the harvest sort of season yep. and we're thinking about creation. Yep. And, and I, I love Wally or Wally because... <laughs> Even though they're robots, if yep. you haven't seen the film, it's a film about humanity has destroyed the earth through pollution. Okay. And the humans have left the earth and now live on a spaceship the other side of the uh, solar system. And they've been living there for generations. And every now and again, the spaceship, the mothership, sends this little thing, a little robot, back to earth to see if life is possible on Earth again, if green things can grow, plants can grow. And Wally is a basically a dustman, really. He's like a bin robot. Isn't yeah, it? I think he had a purpose in life. In, in, in well, I guess when humans were around, his primary job was to be the dustman. It was an automatic robot that would go around and pick up all the rubbish. And we, I think we joined the film realising that he has intelligence. He's broken outside of his programming and he's a bit of a hoarder. I mean, he lives in a, he lives in a little uh, porter cabin stipe style thing, doesn't he? And he goes around literally collecting all knickknacks, doesn't he? Yeah, and he, he sort of tries to find out. He's, he's very human, really, because he, tries, yeah. he puts ornaments around, doesn't yep. he? And all that sort of thing. And he's trying to create a home of junk, basically. He's quite he? fascinated with humanity, isn't he? I mean, he has, <laughs> he has videos. He's got... He, uh, there's a little clip there of an old-style iPod that's playing tunes. I mean... If you watch the film, it's quite frightening because you think this could be actually our future if we don't change this consumerism attitude that we have and and maybe even start listening to, to Sir David Attenborough about recycling and how we are literally polluting our, our world. But it's a great little cute film, isn't it? That, yeah. That it's a bit sci-fi. I mean, both you and I oh, are both, that. you know, and that's, and, that, and that's good. And, of course, the film is set around the idea that one of these little pods eventually finds... Um, finds life. Oh. Yeah, and um, what happens when the videos he likes is that dancing one, isn't it? Yes, yes. Where it's one of those old Hollywood movies. Now yep. my wife would know which one it was, but she loves them with all the dancing. Where it's the one where they've got the hats and they're taking their hats off. Yeah. And uh, when the little robot called Eve, which is interesting, uh, comes back down to to Earth yep. to find the plants. Uh, he dances with the robot. Yeah, they? They he dance does. together, and they, they kind of form a relationship, don't they? I mean, yeah. and she's again, she's she's got a job, and her job was to to, to find. And there's a few a few scenes where she's literally shooting stuff and shooting Wally because he's in the way and object, kind of going against uh, her primary objective. But again, I think Wally manages to get her to realise that there's more to life than her job, uh, and and they spend some time together, don't they? Yeah, and and you had a lovely reflection on this isn't it when you were thinking about Eve now what tell everybody what your reflection was on this well as part of the briefing uh, to get this film to have a connection to the a biblical sense to it all um, it, it came to me that actually 
one of the most glaring, obvious stories that this links to is the story of Noah. Um, where we know that the story of Noah involves a lot of water and Noah being on a boat. Um, and at one point there was a clear objective to send the dove to retrieve sign of life, to know that the waters have receded. And we know that that story involves the dove returning uh, with uh, a, a leaf, an olive branch uh, or some sort. Um, and ironically, that seems to link beautifully with Wally because clearly Eve, the robot, her primary objective was to find some life on this very broken earth uh, and to find greenery. And, and that was the sign of life. And, and that was the first initial thing that came to me when kind of revising and remembering this film and linking it to the Bible. But that, that, that's, the, that's the first of my connections. Yeah, and I think what we see there is when Eve, the robot, gets the, the plant and takes it back to the ark, yep. which is essentially where all the humans are, yeah. where, the, where all life is, uh, is, is exactly like that. And what we see really is a lot of the time we think about the Bible as uh, a, a book that's to do with church yep. and the stories within there haven't got much to do with all these other stories which are around all the time. Yeah. But basically, I think there should be a copyright strike against Disney uh, <laughs> because and, and many other things because the essence of a lot of the stories we find so compelling yep. are the same myths and essences that we find in the Bible. Yep. This idea of a destroyed world, which is destroyed through our own evil, yep. which is what Wally's about. We've destroyed the world through consumerism. Yep. And there's an ark somewhere, and we can reclaim and, and rebuild the world um, because at the end of the film, when uh, the Ark uh, comes back to Earth uh, and they start to rebuild the world, just like the end of the Noah story. Yeah. And it was interesting that, that of course, we, a lot of the film is learning about Wally's life. Mm. But, of course, there is a, another section of it where we have to learn uh, and understand what's been going on for all of these generations with with humanity uh, and we get a very clear picture that they have really let themselves go they, they, <laughs> they, they live on these floating wheelchairs because physical activity is clearly far too much yeah and and the robots are literally designed with one single purpose and that is to amuse the humans to entertain them and if a human is happy by eating lots of food and entertaining themselves then their mission is complete yeah and and there's a lovely scene where there's thousands of these really really fat humans all look the same uh, buzzing around this arc ship with screens in front of them and uh, the, the announcement goes blue is the new red and they all press a button and their suits change from red to blue because it's gone into fashion and they all feel yeah. better because they're in blue. And you just think, oh, that rings wow. too many truths, doesn't uh, it? <laughs> you know, but they're really quite scary. But I think it's to do with that, that idea of being distracted from what's really important. So while Wally and Eve are dancing together on that broken earth yeah. and forming that relationship and loving each other, uh, the human beings are up in space on this ark, completely oblivious to what actually has any true meaning because they're just vegetating, really, aren't yes, they? Yes, yes. But the film continues to the idea that Eve returns, completing her mission. She has found life on Earth. And, and I think there's a, 
there's kind of there's a little sad section within the film that of course once Eva's achieved her mission, she shuts down to be ready to be collected. And of course, Wally has no idea that that's occurring, uh, and and literally drags her around everywhere trying to wake her up and tries lots of different strategies. Um, but of course, the the retrieval ship brings Eve back. Wally h- h- manages to uh, hitchhikes back to the Ark, and of course, then the story continues. That eventually the protocol to uh, identify that life is back on Earth is discussed. That ideally that the Ark should return. Yeah, and that that's the thing is the reason that the Ark doesn't return initially. There's a battle then on the ship between the autopilot, mm. which is running the ship, the computer autopilot that's running the ship, and uh, Eve, because Eve wants to to show everybody that life is possible again yep. and to enable humans to be humans again. Yes. Uh, but the autopilot doesn't want to do it and the captain of the ship, uh, who doesn't do anything, he just sits around with a funny hat on, Yes. Um, starts learning about being human, dance, song, all the things that make life worth living, joy, yes. and then he wants to return to Earth and has a fight with the autopilot, doesn't he? He does, yeah. I mean, the autopilot clearly is aware that his job is over. He's done. <laughs> you know, he's, his objective in life was just to entertain and to be the leader. Uh, and to a degree, he's kind of grown into that role, very aware that the captain's the captain and he believes he is the captain. But of course, as long as you keep him distracted, and there's lots of scenes where he is distracted, that the autopilot is really in charge and is in complete control of all of the, I think, the, the bad robots. Yeah, because I think we, yeah. we, get, we get to learn that there's some good robots, the cleaners, the Eves, <laughs> the Wallies, and then there's the very much the the army robots that that are at the mercy of the autopilot. Um, I think once autopilot gets wind that, of course, it's time to go back, he does absolutely everything he can to stamp out Wally, to get rid of Eve, and to ensure that actually eventually he, he tries to actually even kill the captain. Yeah, and I think what we see there is this element then of this attempt to distract of the captain stops working so then the the actual true intentions of the uh the autopilot are revealed yeah where distraction stops applying and it doesn't actually take the captain and the rest of the humans very long once they're kind of out of their zombified state yeah to realize what what's actually at stake and what's actually going on and to see the the beauty of things, really. Yeah, a little bit of self-control allowed them to uh, to, to, to maybe start thinking about Earth and, and actually the benefits of being back on a planet. They'd forgotten um, who they were. Yeah. They'd forgotten their true purpose uh, because the distractions had caused forgetfulness. And that's a, a central theme in a lot of Bible stories, particularly in the Old Testament, where... The people of Israel forget their God. Yeah. They forget what their purpose is and they get distracted by wealth, power, politicking, all sorts of different things. Yeah. But really the central uh, sin, really, if you want to put it like that, is they'd forgotten who they were. Yeah. They'd I mean, gone against themselves. I mean, David's a great story, isn't it, where he's a hero in the Bible for a lot of it, but actually where he, he, he falls off the wagon, really, doesn't he? And, and at times he, he is shown to have forgotten the purpose in life too. Oh, yeah, David is, David is, is, a, is a wonderful hero and anti-hero because yeah. one minute he's slaying Goliath, the next yeah. minute he's, uh, you know, slyly sort of 
checking out Bathsheba and uh, <laughs> yeah. various other Trying things. To bump or, off the husbands. And, yeah. and yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's funny how you go from one extreme to the other, but it, it is about that falling off the wagon and being distracted and, and trying to bring that back um, into what is right and wrong. But we see that in our, in our own lives, and this is where the Bible comes alive, really, where you realise that the people in there aren't these... Uh, super incredible unhuman people mm. the characters there once you put it into context are very much like us yes and those same stories around forgetting god becoming distracted and not realizing what's important yep. is the same story as what we see in in wally yes you know um and i think today we can sort of own it really and say that yeah we we do get distracted mm. from our true purposes and we do forget what's really important to us yes and we don't we don't consciously do it it's always sort of subconscious yeah it is isn't it and i, and I, and I think that, you know you, we can talk about this a lot can't we that i think there are other influences over our distractions aren't they you know the the, the, the modern day news fake news <sighs> and even just simple games that you play on your phone yeah, now you can make a confession. We can both make a confession yeah. now. What 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 level are you on Clash Royale? Oh my Justin? goodness, I, uh, <laughs> that's a question. I can't, even, I can't even remember where I am. I think thirteen. I think thirteen. I, 13 I think it's something yeah. like that. My 13. kids were really impressed when they when uh, when we, we became friends on on a on a, a mobile game called Clash Royale, and they were like, "Your mate Justin's great." And then I thought, "Oh, I'm only nine. I need to get on with this." You know? <laughs> so, but, that's three years of distraction. <laughs> three years of distraction. That's the thing, little things yeah. uh, like that, in, in moderation, yeah. uh, like when you go into work or when you've got five minutes or whatever, it, it's a nice little thing to do, yeah. but it's quite easy for all these little things to get out of control. Yeah, well, I think you know, anybody that's listening to this will know that there are endless games on multiple platforms that you, if you just scratch the surface and start getting to enjoy it, it's literally written in the programming that they'll entice you to stay on the game longer. I mean, Glass Royale is a great example where you used to probably play four, three-minute games and you would then spend some time unlocking chests. If Guys, if you're listening to this, then you know it. It's great. And then you'd have to go back in about four hours' time to do it all again. Yeah. But of course, that game is now written in itself that actually now, whilst those things are happening behind the scenes, there's other things you can do. Yeah. So it... it it's about that control, isn't it? It's about, yeah, it's, there's a wonderful South Park episode about the Canadian devil. So people who like South Park will recognise that as well. But I think that's the thing, though, is that idea of the autopilot, yeah. um, literally where we stop being conscious and go into autopilot in a negative way, Yes, is something we've all experienced. And that's precisely what the story of David talks about, the story multiple stories in the Old Testament yes. where the people of Israel forget what who they are and they become something else. And that's really what Wally's about is where human beings are so distracted they literally forget they're human. So listeners to this now are thinking, I remember this film, it was a starking truth of what's going to happen in the future. How, how can I... How can we stop that future from happening using the Bible? How can we uh, not be distracted? Where are our resources? Where can we go to maybe disconnect from the world? Well, I think there's, there's the biggest weapon we have against it, and, and Christians have found this for 2,000 years really, 
is to create self-discipline within ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So cre- to create space and time yeah. for the things which are of ultimate value. So we have this idea of Sabbath, where it's a time of rest, ready for work, but also a time of worship, and also a time to be in community. So yeah. if we could uh, parcel off parts of our week by being more organized, yeah to spend time with God, spend time with our families, spend time in work and bring balance to our lives that way. Yeah. We 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 can do it. It's just really difficult in today's society unless we make that positive step of saying yes, I am going to do this. And in a family context, it's actually about supporting each other and yeah. saying yeah, yeah, we have decided as a couple and as a family. Yeah that we will have a screen-free Thursday we did for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, and we have family time and things like that. Yeah. But it's part of our weekly cycle yeah. where uh, we've parceled that off. The other, the other thing to, to mention as well is, you know, two of our churches, you St. Mary's and St. James, uh, and St. Nick's is open quite a lot as well, but St. Mary's and St. James are open in the hours of sunlight. Yeah. So popping in to church when there's no service on and just spending a bit of quiet time yep. with God yes. is a way of resetting ourselves yep. and cancelling the autopilot yeah. before it gets out of control. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said, isn't there? I think even within the Froome side, that, that, that there is just... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so even in the in the Froome side, we, Iron Acton is open in daylight hours. And I guess if you just spoke to your vicar, they'll open the church for you. I mean, it, it, if, you, if you needed a place to escape, the church is a great place to do that. Um, and, and the beauty within Yate Parish and, of course, the Froome side is that we've got, I'd like to call it, different modes of church because there's a million miles away between St. James and St. Nick's in the way that yeah. it delivers its its kind of environment of of, of solitude and and, and 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 a place to go to to, to to feel disconnected yeah and I think the other the other thing I would say as well is that we as human beings are created to be in nature mm. we're created to be outside yeah and I think like we've just got back from holidays and just being outside more yeah because you know i went down to dorset we got corfu yeah it was corfu you know and you go down there and just being uh within god's creation gives us that deep appreciation of how things should be yeah because like with wally is you know when we see pollution we are naturally repelled by it yes and we naturally are drawn towards creation but because we forget and we go on autopilot, we end up destroying the planet without actually realizing that we're doing it yeah. because we're just not thinking. Yeah. We are. just don't pay enough attention. Yeah. No, exactly right. Exactly right. Well, um, who would have thought that, that Wally had a place within the Bible? Yeah. Uh, and next time we'll be talking about. Beauty and the Beast on this we'll be thinking That's a classic. That. That is it a classic. is a classic. It won it won Grammys, didn't it, for the it songs? Is. Yeah, absolutely. And out of all the princesses, because we all had to have favourites when, when the kids were younger, 
is Belle was my favourite, not because she was, but because I had to have one. You have to have <laughs> I one. I had to have one, yeah. Well, listeners, between <laughs> now and the next episode, we'd love to hear who your favourite Disney princess is. <laughs> and we'll try and <laughs> create something from that. But um, And if you want to tell us a film that you found helpful uh, and that you think speaks of biblical stories, uh, when we post these on Facebook and on Twitter, just join in the conversation and comment about what your favourite film is and how it relates to scripture too. We hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. And don't forget you can get in contact with us on Facebook and on Twitter. And we'll also find us on Instagram. Oh yes, Instagram, yes. And on our website, which is yateparish.org. Don't forget this is an interactive show, so we really value your comments. So put your comments on SoundCloud or any other platform that you're listening to and we'll get back to you.